You're listening to Creatives Prevail, unraveling the stories of creative professionals. Hello and welcome everybody to Creatives Prevail. I am your wonderful host, Mike Zimmerlich, and this is a special episode that I recorded live at South by Southwest at LabelCoin House. Now my guest is Jeremy Wagner from LabelCoin, and in this interview we discuss his journey managing his brother's career as an artist and how to deal with conflict with family members. This led him into the marketing world, specifically in social media, after his brother got signed to a label from a famous YouTube artist. We also talk about LabelCoin, which their slogan states is a stock exchange for songs, which I really think is an innovative approach for investing into an artist's career. I like to think of it as crowdfunding 2.0. So we get into how the company got started as well as how it actually works for artists. I want to give special thanks to LabelCoin and Roland for putting this together. Let's get into it. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Creatives Prevail. I am your wonderful host, Mike Zimmerlich, and I am here live at South by Southwest, or technically, I guess, it's being recorded, but still, I'm actually physically here at South by Southwest, and I am here with my amazing guest, Jeremy from LabelCoin. Jeremy, how's it going? Going great. Thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. It is such an honor because I'm now meeting you for the first time in, like, Two minutes from now? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's <laughs> we been just three met. by now. <laughs> we, we just met. And um, so, yeah, I usually like to talk about uh, how it, everyone got started with their career. So uh, can you talk a little bit about yourself and, um, you, know, you know, a little bit of backstory about where you came from and essentially leading up to where you are now with LabelCoin? Absolutely. So I developed a passion for musicians when uh, my little brother was this incredible singer at 13 years old. And everywhere we went, people told him, you're going to be famous. You're going to be a rock star. Your music's going to be heard around the world. Everywhere we went, people would say that. And so I was like, what do I do with that? Like, I really want to see that happen. And so I decided to quit my job and pursue my brother's career um, and, which is a terrible idea if you want to get married. I wanted to get married. I'm like, I'm never going to get married. He, <laughs> he has yeah, 1,000. You're married to that job at that point. You're married to that job, no income, but we just believed with all our hearts that he would be famous. And so in the process of doing that, um, I ended up getting sucked into his career, getting sucked into the marketing world, social media specifically, and uh, ended up starting a company that had 2,000 clients helping them to grow their social media. But the big prize of what we cared about um, was that he became a famous musician. And I can't say the name of the specific person that reached out to him, but the most famous YouTuber of all um, requested that he be on his label, like personally. And so all of that led me to LabelCoin, uh, and um, brought me on their staff. And so it's been an honor to just explore with LabelCoin, grow their social media. We've had crazy growth, and we're so excited for what's happening. That's incredible. So you can you talk a little bit more about LabelCoin, what it is, and how that all came about? Absolutely. So LabelCoin is a revolutionary song exchange. And what it does is we give people a app, a platform, to empower them to stamp out artistic poverty. Um, and so the way that that works is that we give musicians the opportunity to sell 
shares of their songs like it was a business on the stock exchange uh, to their fans and in selling their song they are enabled to earn up to 10 years of future royalties right now in the present which that's absolutely huge because the issue with artists is that artists have no money going back to when my brother and i were working on his career with 1000 subscribers on youtube broke as can be (laughs) it doesn't work but if you add up 10 years of royalties on that one song they had that went really big, you can make a lot of money. You can make a lot of money off that streaming revenue. Absolutely. And I find in you coming from a background in representation and same thing with myself being mm-hmm. uh, both label representation and management is that it's such a struggle when you're working with an artist, especially somebody that you're, I mean, I can only imagine with your, you being with your brother. Uh, in fact, actually one of my business partners at the time was my brother with the label. Yeah. And, so I also know about what's, wor- what's like to work with siblings, yep. but, which we could talk about that too, of all that fun that is. Um, but just but you, when you have such a personal connection to the people that you're representing mm. and knowing that they don't have accessible funding to them, yeah. especially at that early stage, it really is a, a challenge. It's really a struggle to to help them get to that next level, especially when the talent is there. Like it's not, as long as the talent and work ethic is there, sometimes you just need that little boost, if you will, to help you get to that next level. Absolutely. And you need, you need the boost to encourage you to keep going because uh, it is hard being just purely mission driven uh, because, you know, money really does encourage the spirit. (laughs) And so I, I found that like, I'll, I'll know artists because we all know a handful of artists that were like, hey, they did good. They got a song that did really well. But then where do you go from there? Right. Like, what do you do? How do you steward that? How do you develop that? And so that's just LabelCoin's mission is to say, hey, you know what? If you've had momentum, we can increase your momentum because we can give you financial means to give you the time to invest in your music and take your mission to the next level. I'd like to go back for a quick second, and we'll get jump into label coin as well. We'll we're gonna go back and forth Absolutely. a little bit, but um, I do want to talk about working with siblings because yeah. I think that's always a fun thing to talk about. Um, have you? Um, I'm sure that you probably have butted heads with your brother before. I know I yeah, certainly have. Absolutely. Uh, so how do you overcome when you do come across those conflicts? Because I know that some people say don't ever work with family. I think that's something yeah. that is common phrase. But to me, I. I find that it is definitely is possible. Uh, it's just it's just very hard. It's also hard to keep the family life separate from the, the business side of things as well. Definitely. Oh yeah, we butted heads like the time I almost got him hit by a train in South Africa. He didn't appreciate that. Uh, wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I would like to hear more about this story. <laughs> so as you can tell, I'm pretty bold, um, <laughs> and I, I have an issue with like being fearless, where it's a really good thing, but then it becomes dangerous because I just refused to be afraid and so we were just walking along the tracks taking pictures and he had to jump like 10 feet off this like train rail because he was going to get hit by a train and so he didn't appreciate that but out of that time a week later we have this partnership that formed of (laughs) well i do trust you (laughs) even with my life and we're going to go after being uh partners in this music industry so (laughs) but we definitely butted heads too in the process of that just in figuring out the finances. It's stressful when you have your money tied in with someone you love. Yes. And there's when your family, it just all comes out. It does. And that's the ugly part. But if you can work through that, then you develop an incredible trust and bond that absolutely, just absolutely makes that relationship something that is 
not just family, but it's like your best friends after that. It's true. And I also want to point out too that sometimes that works out, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, it's true. I, it, de- it depends. <laughs> like for uh, so my brother was a partner of of our uh, my label called A Twenty Records uh, for a couple of years, and you know we were equal partners in it um mm-hmm. but we really didn't know how to communicate like we had a great relationship but we, we've discovered it actually created a strain in our relationship absolutely and so we found out that it was actually not a good idea to yeah. be business partners and we you know fortunately now our relationship is stronger than ever in fact um he just asked me to be his best man at his wedding coming up come on and so you know it's you know but we realized that it just wouldn't work out on the other side i've actually uh, worked for my parents who own a, a company. I mm-hmm. worked for them for a long time before I started my own company. Super and cool. so, and that worked out perfectly fine. So it really just depends upon the family member and yeah. the dynamic and the relationship. But yeah, it's like, you know, sometimes if you can figure out when you do butt heads, how to mm-hmm. resolve that conflict, it builds a stronger relationship. And sometimes you may not. And that's also okay too. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. I mean, a lot of partnerships don't work and that's, yeah, that is what it is and you learn as you go and you have to learn who you're going to work with and who you're not going to and that's really awkward and hard when it's someone you love absolutely now one of the things you did mention was the struggle of the financial end of things which is interesting because with again with label coin it's it's others that are essentially now mm-hmm. investing in if if i understand correctly absolutely. correct yeah. so can any artist uh join label coin or is it like a sort of vetting process how does that work yeah, so the way it works is that everybody is welcome. Uh, anyone can join. Um, there is a, I would say it like this, that right now we're going to initially launch with our larger artists. And going forward, um, after the initial launch, we're making a way for any artists to join. Um, and so we're nailing down all of the logistics and details and numbers. Um, but currently our model is that it's about $100 to sign up if you are an artist with less than 10,000 monthly streamers on Spotify. Um, or YouTube or the, the like. But um, if you're over that point, we will go ahead and waive that fee. And the more followers you have, the better rate that we can give you um, for selling your royalties. But right, because you want to make sure that if you're going to be on the platform, that they're actually going to bring people in that actually are want to be investing into your career. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, makes But sense. at the same time, you know, if you just want to go on there and you have faith that mom and dad are going to give you money you know what come <laughs> on <laughs> come on board everyone's welcome it, essentially it feels like the future of crowdfunding because i know that that was one of the things yeah. that that i worked with my artists back in the day back in the day um you know back in the early 2010s when crowdfunding was really hitting its stride was we use that as a platform to raise funds but there's a lot of there were a lot of logistical issues when it came to crowdfunding as well it's like you know what does everyone get in return and making sure to fulfill it so it seems like this helps sh- provide more structure to that environment absolutely no our ideal is that we want this to be the future in a sense the replacement of kickstarter because it's great doing kickstarter but it's exhausting and you can't sustain it um ari herstand who we're going to be uh collaborating with uh, a few days from now at ari's his South great by event ari's amazing great guy um he, he said it like this he said you know it's not sustainable um it's not something it's beautiful to start but it has to evolve and so we're, ev- we're the evolution that was demanded yeah. by the system. And so our solution is that we can give your fans an opportunity to own their favorite song. And when you own your favorite song, it becomes that much sweeter to listen to. It does. And then the other thing, too, is that now feels more of an investment where I think that was the challenge that happened with crowdfunding is that when it hit its peak, mm-hmm. is that everybody was asking 
for, for uh, their fans to fund. And after a while, it felt like it was almost like a handout in a way, where they were weren't like they were they wanted to support the artist, but everybody was just asking for it at that point in time, and that made it a lot more challenging because if everyone's starting to ask for it, doesn't matter what the perks were, you know, it, was, it just got it just became oversaturated at some point. Yeah. And I, I was in fact, you know, at the height, I was actually a crowdfunding consulting as, consultant as well because I saw where this was going and it was really interesting. Mm -hmm. But I can see where those well those challenges lie, and also the confusion of the messaging where am I owning something? Like, what am I actually yeah. getting in return where this makes it a lot more clear cut? Absolutely. And business deals, I can tell you this from years of business, it needs to be clear cut. It, it can't be, be. wishy-washy. It has to be. Absolutely. And so, yeah, that just enables the fan to have the ownership that they've been longing for. Um, it takes it from emotional investment to financial investment. Like they literally own this song. Um, now, the way that that works, just for details' sake, if there's artists listening, yeah, they're like, does that mean they own my masters? <laughs> yeah. uh, no. So the way that it works is that that stays in the artist's possession. They ha um, the fan will have no direction over or no say over the uh, songwriting, over any of that, over this or that. Like basically, what the fan owns is they own money from the royalties that will then go into their account automatically distributed boom easy simple and the artist is empowered which is what everybody wants the fan doesn't want to have to show up at a stockholder meeting <laughs> right exactly or or, or or setting like constant emails out to the artist saying where's my royalty share where's my yeah. royalty share yeah no it's just going to show up in their account on LabelCoin, and it's going to be that simple which is great because that's because it's built off of NFT technology, correct? Um, it's is, built it's off of Web three technology. It's Web three technology, excuse um, me. Yes. And so it's it's basically a more practical NFT mm. um, in one sense. It's not quite the right language. Fair. But um, uh, bottom line, what it is and what it does is that it's like a stock, where you buy that, you don't get the say on the board. Um, like the Elon Musk, I bought Twitter, I own it. I'm going to come in with a sink and say, let it sink in right. as I walk into the office. No, it's not like that. It's it's just as simple as you get to make money now off of this if it does well. And then how much sweeter will your favorite song be when you just made money off of it because you invested in the first uh, Taylor Swift or Ed Sheeran before they became Taylor Swift or Ed Sheeran? So I'm curious, how did this idea come about? Because I know Mark, the founder of the company, generated this. But how, how did that all like come, come about? Because I know there was always a need for this. But was there a certain point in time that, that was like, yes, this needs to be here? Absolutely. So Mark is an incredible and well-known um, man in the music industry. He had, in 2019, an award for the best, basically best, best performing all-around um, college touring uh, music company wow. and so he was renowned in the industry he was killing it and then COVID hit and so uh, he met together with his partner and Chad and they're like what do we do like how do we help musicians because it is really bad like really bad I was researching it because I heard the stories and I'm like in Nashville musicians had nothing like yeah. they had absolutely nothing and living off of the government's money just is only a solution for so long and then you're in a lot of trouble. And so what they need, what they realized was, you know what, this is bad and we need to solve this. And so Chad had had an experience where he had been, he had seen his friends really burned on Wall Street when it all crashed. And so he wanted to do something about it. And so he got a grant from the government to move forward and 
uh, came together with Mark over coffee and they came up with this idea of like, what if we could sell songs, sell shares of songs? And it started forming and it filled this need that they'd seen for a long time to really help out musicians that um, were going somewhere but hadn't quite made it and couldn't quite sustain themselves. And so really it, it resulted in this dream of becoming an enemy of artistic poverty by allowing artists to fast forward 10 years of their future income. And that's the goal of that is we want to eliminate people having to work two, three jobs just to do what they love. That's not like you won't love it by that point. <laughs> we right. want people to love music and the world will guaranteed be a better place if better songs are being written because musicians can sleep at night not having to work three jobs. Absolutely. Okay, so I ask three questions to all my guests usually. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to ask you these uh, just different kinds of questions. First question, what was the first concert that you ever went to? Oh, man. Uh, first concert I ever went to, uh, probably something at church, probably some choir or something. I can't honestly remember. I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, the first one you, rem you do remember? I... Honestly, the only recollection I have is like my little brother's concerts, which were incredible, sometimes silly. Sometimes he'd dress up in a mask so no one would know who he was. They'd go for it. Um, and then other times he'd like rock and roll and we're like, whoa, who is this guy? This guy's amazing. And people know who he is now. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, ha remembering your first concert as your brother, I couldn't think of a better answer than that. Right. So. <laughs> uh, what is your go-to song to sing in the car? Oh, man, my go-to song. Well, I definitely make sure nobody's around, but <laughs> um, having grown up at, grown up in church, I, gosh, honestly, I can, the problem is I can only sing like a quarter of a song, and I forget them all. I can't sing either. I, I leave to, that's why I like representation, yeah. so don't worry so about it. The funny part is I, I'm in the music industry, but I'm like so not musical. There's so I many don't of really us that are like that. Music. That's true. <laughs> There's so many of us that, that we don't have – the music, I mean, I come from a music background, but I'm nowhere near as talented as uh, the, the arts that are out there. So I knew my limitations, and I actually prefer to be on the other side of it. So there's so many of us out that just yeah. love music, but they can't actually perform it that well. Oh, oh, definitely not. No, no, I leave that to my brother. <laughs> I, I literally had, like, I think seven attempts at guitar lessons, five attempts as p at piano lessons, and I just, I just did terrible. I, I tried singing. I did musical theater. And my audition was so bad that people talk about it to this day. <laughs> I, I tried singing If I Were a Rich Man. And I never sang my whole life. My whole life. I never sang until I was like 16 years old. And I decided to try. And my dad was my voice teacher. Not a good singer. No. <laughs> I don't know where my brother got his voice from, but it wasn't my dad. So I go up there to sing this song, If I Were a Rich Man. I was like... If I were a rich. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot the words. Because my dad told me, sing with a low voice. They want to hear the low voice. <laughs> People are like, what? what is this? So yeah, I don't have a great music career personally, but I help other people have great music careers. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, all right, then we'll end on this note then. Okay. If you were to give, and actually this could be a two-part if you will. Um, but if you were to give one piece of advice, I'll say one to um, an aspiring artist, mm -hmm. um, as well as just somebody in general who's looking to be successful in their own careers. What would that piece of advice be? Um, to aspiring artists, I would tell them what I have seen to be the most effective thing in music 
look for channels that will publish your music on their channel, especially on YouTube, and send your song in. Submit your song, send them an email with your song, and be extremely kind. Do everything you can to become friends with them. Scout these people out on Instagram because they have a million followers or a million subscribers on YouTube and like a thousand followers on Instagram. Find a way to get their attention and become friends with them and ask them, will you put my song out? If you do that, I have seen several people get millions of views, absolutely wow. millions of views, and it launched their career. But I will tie it in with this. If you are not consistent, you will never succeed. Think of it like a business. Consistency is going to get you there. Yep. Businesses that don't always have products always don't, exceed, don't succeed. It's not a thing. Yep. I couldn't agree more. That's something that I tell artists all the time is consistency. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Jeremy, for Absolutely. being a guest. I'm glad this all worked out. Yeah. And uh, congrats on, on your presence at South by Southwest and your, your partnership with Roland. Roland's a great company. I've had a great relationship with them for many, many years. So I'm really glad this all came together. Me too. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Creatives Prevail. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others or leave us a review. They are an immense help. Now go out there and make something happen.